Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 6 of Better Let Me Tell You. That should be how we check levels World all the time. World ran out of lovers. We'll still have each other. You know, you know what? I watched that movie the other day, actually. A mannequin? Yeah. You know what's funny? That obviously I grew up like everybody else listening to that song. Right. Little did I know that the lady singing is Marianne... Uh, Grace Slick. Grace, oh, Grace Slick. Slick. I was like, from Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane or Jefferson Starship. No, right? Jefferson Airplane. That's why that band is called Jefferson Starship. Okay, it's so mismo. But she's from like psychedelic, you know. Oh yeah, she's she's sixties. She's hardcore sixties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychedelic counterculture. Whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Then she was singing, you know, this warm pop ballad of. Well, but all it took was Kim Cattrall coming to life. And that is how we start episode 256. <laughs> 246. 246. You're so close. Ten, so ten, close. Ten, ten, ten off. Said. Ten off. Ten 246. Off. Hello, yes. everyone. Yes. Is everybody in, uh, to our listeners in South Florida, are you on a boat? Yes. Have you have you gone swimming in your front yard? Swimming in your front yard? <laughs> swimming in like the airport? Oh, yeah. All I will say is, again, all the rain, there's lots of flooding down here. But I'm kind of glad that it's not Miami for once. Why? Well, because it's Fort Lauderdale Airport. Right. You know, it's all these things always happen, and it's always like, oh, Miami, Miami, Miami. It's like, at least one time it's Broward. I know, but it's it's Miami adjacent. Well, welcome, everybody, to Pero Let Me Tell You. If you are not in South Florida, keep dry and keep happy. If you are in South Florida, <laughs> I go, hey, cool, hey, wow, you know. I blame this on Los Angeles. Why? Well, because you know how they had rain like a couple weeks ago and for it didn't several stop. days and yeah. didn't stop? I feel like no se hicieron maldiciones. Well, but... You is know, this your fault, Eddie and Jenny? It always rains here anyway. That's um, true. Yeah, but it's... it's so, it's for those of you who are not in South Florida... Hardcore. So, last... Uh, well, this week, actually, yeah. it rained. It started on Sunday. And you're thinking, well, why are you talking about this? It rains South in Florida. South Florida yeah. all the time. Hence, Home Alone 2, right? 
Do you remember Home Alone 2? I really don't. Home Alone 2? You know that I know Home Alone 2 better than I know Home Alone yeah, 1. Yeah, and we've had this discussion. That's weird. Home Alone 2 is the one in the Plaza Hotel. Uh, no, I know. And I, I, I've come to the conclusion that I know why you remember that one more than Home Alone 1. It's because you are all about MAGA. <laughs> yeah, and, yes. and he, I, I and, called him. I called yes, him before. Yes, right? you were like that man should run for president. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. From seeing Home Alone yes. too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's strange. I know, and I actually know Home Alone two very well. Home Alone one, like a pigeon lady, right? Yes, Home Alone one. If I've seen it five times, it's too many times. Okay, you're in the minority. No, I know. Okay, I know. Okay. But I love Home Alone too. Like I love it. Because I love these two guys trying to break into the the, the brownstone. Anyway, anyway, where where where? I don't even know but anymore. In Home Alone yes, two, yes. they end up in Miami, and it's always raining. That's right, right. But anyway, so for those of you who are not who aren't down here this week, <laughs> it's not that it rained. It's no. just it didn't stop raining for about four days. Yeah, it was like the real life version of your rain medley. <laughs> it was un aguacero, like it was intense yeah. rain like non-stop yeah, yeah. Like, it, like it wasn't like okay it rained in the afternoon because normally and, here it rains and stops and it rains and it stops right. and it rains no that was not the case no at it all. just did not stop at raining all. so yeah. as such everything flooded yeah and when i mean everything i mean everything uh, just check either channel 7's instagram billy corbin's instagram only in date, only in date. like have your it's it's a baker's dozen of, yeah. of options really. yeah um so and, and Fort Lauderdale in particular, yeah, bad. the Fort Lauderdale airport looks like a lake. The yeah. entire runway flooded. Well, remember, it's on the coast. Well, it is. More it, so than MIA. It, it is, but I, I, I don't know why. In specific, I don't know if it, it's like because it's near the coast, it's at a lower um I'm sure. Lower level, lower level yeah. Um, but it, it was bad. And now they were saying that now when the water recedes, they have to clean up the place. Oh, that's true. Which means by extension, MIA is probably a shit show. Yeah. Because everybody's rescheduling their flights there. Right. Yeah. So. So good. Good start to the weekend. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> I don't think this is what Will Smith was uh, singing about. While well, I he does talk about the rainstorms are nothing, nothing to mess with. with. But right. I can't feel drip on the strip. It's legit. Yeah. But I think if, if he had been able to catch up with Ava Mendez in the car. She would have told him otherwise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, shout out to Eva Mendes. Her yes. Instagram is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's wonderful. It is. It it's is. It's wonderful. I don't know if she realizes how good it is. I don't think she does, and that's why it's so good. Yeah. So, right? Because like anything, once you realize something is quote unquote good, you ruin it. Yeah. So yep. I don't know about that. Pero, it's true. You you kind of have to have a certain degree of disassociation. <laughs> All right, yeah. But anyway. So keep dry, people. Yes, and and you know, don't miss half a day of skiing. Of skiing, I don't know. It just felt like a Gwyneth Paltrow reference. Oh, <laughs> I love. I mean, the internet never never disappoints. Um, how somebody said, "Oh, now that Gwyneth Paltrow won her counter lawsuit for a dollar, she could go to the Dollar Tree." And there was like a a picture of her walking into the Dollar Tree, and it's like, "No, she no, can't. She's twenty five cents short." She, yeah. She's still short. She can't buy shit at the Dollar she Tree. She cannot. Now. No. <laughs> Gwyneth, you should have sued for $2. Right. Then you then, could have gotten something. At least. Topperware. Yeah. Well, I don't know what Tinte Gwyneth. de pelo. No. Gwyneth Paltrow is not buying her tinta at the Dollar Tree. What do you think? Seriously speaking. What would what Gwyneth you, Paltrow what would get yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow buy at the Dollar Store? Okay, I could in today's segment. Of, <laughs> what would Gwyneth Paltrow buy at the Dollar Store? I think this should be a weekly segment. 
<laughs> what is, what is Paltrow? <laughs> All right. Well, based on her on her previous statements about processed foods, it would, it would be not be the food section. No, we can eliminate that off. It's the already bat. low quality as it right, is. Right, right. It's off the bat. A lot of preservatives. I could see her maybe going seasonal, but it would have to be something very. She would buy seasonal, but because she would find it kitschy. She's not buying. She's not buying uh, a stocking at Dollar Tree. Yeah, but I seriously, I, I can't. Gwyneth Paltrow, and I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow hater by any right, uh, but by you any, recognize the Gwyneth Paltrow. The Paltrow doesn't seem like a festive person. She's not Mariah Carey. No, that's true. <laughs> no, you're right. Gwyneth Paltrow be like, oh, it's Easter eggs. No, no, no. You know what? Apple I could, doesn't okay. do that. You know what I could see Gwyneth Paltrow buying at the Dollar Tree? Okay, okay. I could see her being like working with some, <laughs> you know, like like her florist, right? Uh-huh. And her florist is like, oh, I just can't find the right. You know, glass pebbles for this, you know, bucaro that I'm filling. So glass pebbles, so, right? Glass so she, pebbles, so she went, sack of glass right. Pebbles. So she went to Dollar Tree and she's like, I think these will be fine. You know, so that is what Gwyneth right. Paltrow will get at the Dollar right. Tree. I could see that. Maybe a greeting card. I don't think she sends greeting cards. You don't think Gwyneth Paltrow sends? No, greeting? she sends greeting e cards. Right to be sustainable. Right, right, right. Maybe she will go to the craft section. They have some like crafty things in the craft. But even her craft. Why are we expensive. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for the segment of. Okay, so we. Join us went, next week for what would Gwyneth Paltrow buy at the Dollar, Dollar Tree. Store. Yes. Dollar Tree. So okay, so she bought pebbles. Okay, I I, I can see. You that. know, it's because it's one of those things where like of turquoise pebbles. Right. She's just like, hey, whatever, fine. Yeah. You know. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, they're not big enough to put in her hoo ha. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe she'll get her next idea from Goop at, exactly. the, at the dollar store exactly. and then overcharge it. Yeah, the dollar tree. I was saying she'll buy balloons, but no, she's not going to get my other balloons. No, I feel like some for some reason I feel like she'd have a problem with helium. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the to... balloons. She's okay with mylar. I feel like she has a problem with helium. With helium. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe she really likes white rain body wash. <laughs> She's all about suave. The body wash. Yeah. The white rain. Yeah. The white rain body wash. Yeah. It's only at the dollar. So, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> moving right along. Join us next week. <laughs> Join us next week for the latest installment of what will Gwyneth Paltrow get at the dollar, at the dollar tree? Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> anyway. So, I was, I, I came across this, um, this week. Uh, actually, I think it was on Billy Corbin's Instagram okay. that in April, uh, yeah, it is April. I mean, it's 23 <laughs> years that uh, Ilyang. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, I saw, I saw Ilyang did recently. The Great Escape. Yes. Um, and I, I briefly wanted to touch base upon <laughs> that. Him and Gwen because, Stefani. You know, the whole Ilyang. Wait, thing, it was 2000? It was 2000. Oh, I thought it was like 98. No, it was 2000. The whole Ilyang thing um, for Cubans was sort of like a JFK moment in so far as like, you remember where you were at when they took Ilyang. Uh, more or less. Yes. I know. I, I, remember, I, I, I don't remember where I was at specifically. I, I will tell you where you were at. Oh, okay. Was you I with were, you? You, you? We had gone out. This that, is why I keep him around. We had gone that out that day. Okay. That day. We had gone to the Chili Pepper in Coco Walk and or Mayfair. Oh, okay. We had gone to the Chili Pepper. pepper. Yeah. So we had gotten home a little bit like... <laughs> Well, well, relatively late. Well, when I mean, I mean it relatively was a club. late, like 2 a.m., 2 right. to 3 p.m. I mean, it was a nightclub, so And yes. so, 
you were probably doing the same thing I was doing was that you were home probably getting ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I was I, I was home already. You know, I, I always watch a little bit of TV before I go to bed, no matter what Wind time. Um, and we we interrupt this <laughs> program to go live to Ilyang's house. And I actually, I like many people, saw live when they took him. And it was like... I had forgotten it was that late at it night. It was that late at night. And or early in the morning. It's so funny because the moment they were taking him, I go, now wake up my parents. Mama! Mama! You did? I, of course. I, I, this is true. You know what? Never mind. I've met, I, I know your family. Yes. Uh, of, of course, course you I do. did. Yes. Of, of course, course I did. I'm like, Mama, Mama. And they're like... So... So yeah, like where were you when they took Ilyang? I was trying to go to bed after going clubbing. Okay. Anyway, that's where I was. I guess that's where I was too. I can yes. assure you that's yes. where you're yes. because I specifically remember that night at the Chili Pepper in um in the Grove. In, yeah, in, in Mayfair. Mayfair. Ch- chili Pepper's gone, right? Oh, it's long gone. Yeah, it's long gone. Yeah, that's probably you know, uh, I don't know, a vegan food store now, <laughs> um, or some type of frozen a frozen yogurt spot. Totally froyo. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, so with Ilyang in particular. I remember that I I went and pro. It, it was one of my first protests. Oh, baby's first protest. Yeah, I I protested for Ilyang. I I even went, I protested for Ilyang three two times. No, three wow. times. One on Bird Road, one at FIU, and one time I even joined the Pikes at FIU, the fraternity, to go do a human chain around the house. You did? I did. I did not know this yes, about you. Yes, I did. Yeah. Is this just because you thought Marie Slacy's was cute? And you were trying to get her attention. Don't lie. <laughs> I have to tell Don't you, lie. I have to tell you, Maris Lacy's was like the total Miami girl without yeah. it being the Miami moment yet. She was a, she was she a was forerunner. Cute, wasn't yeah. she? she was adorable, yeah. She was really cute. She was about our, she's about our age. Yeah. Anyway, um, the reason I bring the whole Yang thing up is because I remember that at that time, like everybody else right. here in Miami, I was very, very adamant of Yang not going back to Cuba. And, right. and, and 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 what was I, your reasoning? I, well, my re- well, my reasoning was that you know what many people thought that he was being used as a political pawn, which he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and there allegedly there is recordings of the father at first being okay with him being mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, or there's testimonial that there was, but then the father sort of got pressured by the Cuban government, which all that is very believable. Absolutely. Right? And they wanted right. to make an example of Inyang, and all that is believable. And I'd, and again, I was very, very adamant about him leaving, like everybody else here in, here in Miami. I or can't tell staying, you... About him staying. About him staying, I'm sorry. I, I will tell you that 22, 23 years later, I remember that that year I went to Italy when all that was going on, mm-hmm. and everybody in Italy was talking about that. Really? Yes, everybody was talking wow. about that. Well, I, mean, I know it was an international thing, but you don't realize it until yeah. you actually go abroad. Well, you're uh, yeah, you're yeah. actually yeah. literally yeah. abroad. And um, twenty three years later, and now as a parent, I could tell you that I have two completely different opinions. The Cuban part of me mm-hmm. is always going to be like, he should have stayed. He should have. He should have stayed. Right. Right. But now also. It's not only the parental part of it, but it's also the lawyer, like the legal cap. Mm-hmm. I can never really take it off. And just the legally it's true. speaking. It makes it hell to wash your hair. Legally speaking, there was no way he could have stayed here. Right. Right. And it's hard to it's hard to separate the two. Like the Cuban part of you and the legality okay. part of it. Especially when they're at odds. But the problem is that 
if legally he would have stayed here and the United States would have allowed him to stay with right, the for, father claiming him. Sorry, for those who don't remember, his mother died at sea and he was the only survivor of yes, uh, right. a couple of, uh, of, was, a raft. Uh, of a raft. Yeah. And the legal precedent that would have set was huge because now you're essentially saying from a legal standpoint and a legal precedent that per our law, it doesn't matter if you're the parent. Biological parents have no, no right. standing. Right. Right. Exactly. So it becomes a political issue because then now are you going to determine what parents can claim their kids depending on the political stand mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Your, the United States and whatever respective country? Right. So – Again, obviously, like as a Cuban, I'm like, what? You know, what? no, he's not Keep him here. Keep him here, human chain. But again, now as a parent and, you know, from a legal standpoint, it's it's a completely different opinion. It's my right. opinion has evolved because, again, what's, you know, if if you have, let's say, somebody in in the UK mm-hmm. that you have something similar of a, of a mother that immigrated with her son here and... She dies, right. and the father is in the UK, right? And the family here wants to keep him, right? They'll probably let him go because we have a good relationship with the UK, right? It's, it's, it's a different circumstance. It's a, right. it's a different circumstance. It's not a right. communist country. Blah 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 blah. Right. Um, so, if that were the case, then we would be basing the laws that influence paternity based on political reasons, which Our relationships, yeah, which essentially is wrong. Well, so, I mean, on, on so what's on the your face take on it? it? Do you still have the same take on it? I, I even back then, I felt uh, uh, I wasn't a parent then. I'm not a parent now. I kind of felt that duality, right? Because it was one of those things where, like, that's his father, you know, like legally, morally, you could say, um, you know, that's his kid, and anybody who's separated from their kid wants their kid you know what i mean right. or, or should have and, and, and from everything or, we or, know he was involved in his child's right, life so right. it's not like he was he didn't know the kid right but at the end of the day that is your child you should have the ability to, to claim them but like you you know then and now i i knew what that child was going to become you know it was he was going to become this symbol Right. He was going to become, you know, look, they tried to take him from us, you know, but but the but we won. Right? Ultimately that's what it Oh, he was a total pawn. Right, but that's ultimately what it became. It's like we won. And to this day, which I'm assuming is why you brought it up, like he just recently won an election, quote unquote election. I use that with like total air quotes and asterisks and everything when we talk about election in Cuba. Um to this day, he's part of the government there. Yeah. Because literally, the second that that child was taken back to Cuba, his future was sealed. Right. He was a golden child insofar as he was going to be taken care of. Right. He was going to become, as I said, the symbol. He was going to have a a future unlike so many others on the island. Whereas if he had remained there, let's say, without his mother and this whole international situation, he would have just been some other random kid in the island who probably would have had to face the same hardships, maybe would have even protested on it, uh, you know, El Once de Julio. You know, I'm, I'm saying, again, I, I can't speak for what the kid's life would or wouldn't have been, but, you know, that's it. The minute that he became, that, that Castro said that one. Right. You were, that's it. 
his his yeah. future was was right. was considered. It was it was locked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and history's fue, proven us right. I have to tell you, eso fue tremendo show. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because in the Billy Corbin documentary, the the one of the votes, uh, two hundred and mm-hmm. I forgot the number, but the one he did about the two thousand election, there is a part of the two thousand of that documentary that um, they talk about the young thing, and I guess I hadn't remembered how the display that that sort of became a display of like politicians going and playing in uh Ilian's front yard while the whole world watched and he became like you know a, a, a pawn for everybody he was basically an international baby jessica because yeah because then they would like oh Ilian, let's play baseball in front of the house to show you as a normal right. oh the reporters American, are here right you know right. there will be like 500 reporters in the right. front and like even different um different like businesses would come and like oh here's our yeah here's the toys we brought you from from, forever you know so and so who had that right right it 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 became well it became the show that you know would very typical of us people are so yeah Yeah. you know yeah um but but yeah it's it's i i just wanted to bring that up because of how you could evolve and still have still be the same but evolve and and i think well, that that's just, I, I think that with a lot of cuban issues there's a duality to it well that's the thing that again that's why one of the many reasons that we say you know we're not 50 50 we're 100 100 right because you can recognize that something like in this case we can recognize that from a legal standpoint from a, just a parental standpoint forget legal from a parental standpoint that was the quote-unquote correct thing to do right like if you if you remove all the outside factors that was the right thing to do but at the same time, recognize that what has happened is what was going to happen. Right. And again, history has has proven us correct in that in that regard. So yeah. it's 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 an interesting duality to your point. Um, I wanted to bring something up, just because I mean you, you kind of opened the door with with Cuba, um, as we do here at Unpiddle. Let me tell you. So. This past week, we posted uh, a little video snippet, as we do sometimes on our... It's audio, but it's got got pictures of, you know, our episode to, to give people a sampling of what we're talking about. And last week, we talked about how, you know, we still have to continue to ring that bell mm-hmm. about, you know, the, the, the injustices and the inequities in Cuba. And, of course, not as many as when we did it a few years ago during the Patria y Vida era, mm-hmm. but there were still people coming in and chiming in. And one person came in and said, you know, oh, well, this is, you know, they, they just kept bringing the embargo bell, right? right? Like, oh, but that's because of the embargo, the embargo, the embargo, the embargo. Well, one of the commenters, I, I, we don't comment most part. Most times we don't comment on those things. We kind of leave it up to Pero Primos to do it. <laughs> um, you're very good at it. In this case, it was actually my cousin who, <laughs> who decided to take up the mantle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she basically replied how, you know, things we've said here before, right? It's like, okay, yes, the embargo hasn't worked. We should remove the embargo. Why? So you can see that it's not the embargo that is mm-hmm. the, the cause right. of the injustices, the and etc. Right. Well, this person then replied, you know, Oh, well, I, yes, I agree that. So you agree the embargo doesn't work and it needs to go. So why is it why is it ongoing? It's like my cousin literally wrote like tremendo diatribe responding about all the human rights side of it, right? And he basically said like, "Uh-huh, uh-huh, but the embargo." Yeah. And it's like it's like you, you, it's so fucking infuriating that it's like we write this diatribe. It's what we keep saying and that's why I I brought it up just to keep ringing that fucking bell. And you're like, you know, but the embargo. Mm-hmm. 
But the embargo. Mm-hmm. But the embargo. Right. And like I said last week, the embargo is with the U.S. The embargo is not with all of Europe. Right. Because the the and and I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. And it's funny because when you um edited that little clip to put on our Instagram of our audio, I sort of that the statement that I made, the most important statement, part of the statement. You edit it out, which obviously, you you know, you can't put a whole argument on. There. In all fairness, I had edited that before you reached out to me to remind me that you said that part. Right. And I was really busy at work, so I didn't have time to go back. Right. <laughs> but um, I'm sure that if you, that person who responded he, that. He doesn't follow us, by the way. Right. Of course not. Of course not. Um, I'm sure that if you were to enter into a nonsensical dialogue. It will end with, or it will have a part of, like, well, you know, ca- the capitalist system of the United States, right? And that's you know, what we're talking has about. Has blah 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 blah, and you know, and is so, you know, so many people don't have generational wealth, and so many companies, rate. you know, blah blah blah, and so, you know, corporate America is blah 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 blah. Why? Because I said it last week, and I'll say it again today. Um, Every single person, it doesn't fail that I talk to about the Cuba matter that has some type of excuse for the system in Cuba. It always ends with anti-American and Mm -hmm. anti-capitalist sentiment. Mm -hmm. Always. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail every single time. And as I say... You can have whatever grievance you want against the United States and capitalism or whatever. Two things can be and, true. And you may have very good, valid points. We have a very, very complicated and, and ugly past in the United States. Uh, you know, in uh, the course of 246 episodes, we have talked at length with, you know, the injustices that have occurred in the United States historically and continue to occur. That is We're not one taking that thing. away. That is one thing. You can make that argument. Right, but you don't have to defend another system in order to take down or criticize this one, especially a totalitarian system. Right, especially again when you have millions of people at this point. Right, right? millions of people throughout a span throughout sixty three years, sixty four <laughs> years. You're right. Yeah, telling you, yeah. hey, this is what it is. This is what we're going through. Yep. No, I love when people are like, oh, I've spoken to Cubans who love the government. I'm like, really, how many? Well, I'm sure and they, exist. They, Wait, exist. they exist. Wait, they exist. They exist. The same really? way, I mean, there are people who right. love Hitler. Right. Have you come to Miami? <laughs> right. Mean, right. Because then, then. No, but you know what? You can make the argument that in Miami, everybody's anti government. Okay, fine. Go to the island. Right. There but are no, people on that island but, who hate the government as no, well. No, but you know what, though? The people, if you're exiled, and it doesn't matter how many years you've been exiled, you exiled for the same reason. You went through that. You what? You saw it. So it's not like your trauma or your experience is any less valid because you've been here one year, two years, 40 years, right? right? You well, like, still... like, like Betty, like, 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 uh, your conversation with Betty, right? Betty Pastelito. Right. right. It's like, you, yeah. you, you, the experience and the trauma that you went through and the reasons why you had to leave Cuba are still as valid now as that they, they were. were 40, 50, 60, 64 years ago. Right. Because that's why you left. Right. So it doesn't matter that you've been here this amount of time. That is why you left. Okay, obviamente, somebody, you know, Cuba has gone through many different stages. You're different. Where things, you know, because my parents will be the first one to tell you. My parents 
if my parents sit down and talk to you about the revolution, they were old enough to remember. They were teenagers when the revolution happened. They were, well, my mom was a little girl. My father was a teenager. And, um, you know, they will tell you how the firing squads, you know, mm-hmm. would 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 come to town and how people disappeared and, and that. But my parents will tell you, wow, the time that we lived through it, it was terrible because of the how oppressive it was okay. in terms of like the upheaval. The, the, yes, and the firing squads and everybody was terrified. A nosotros no nos faltaba la comida. Right. 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 But then you speak to somebody 20 years later and they will tell you, okay, maybe in my time they didn't have firing squads. Pero you still couldn't una, speak against the government. Pero una pechuga de pollo a me. Right. Right, right. So it's gone through different, you know, peaks and valleys. Well, I wouldn't want to say a peak, but it's gone through different, different stages where the experience has been different, but it's still a hellhole. Right, right. So when you, <laughs> that's that's again, yeah. when you have millions of people telling you this and you refuse to believe it, and you still re, you still are different. like hard headed to say no, but this, but no, but that, then you're making excuses for that, and you are not, you don't have a proper argument because if you want to attack the United States, if you want to be critical of United States or American policy or our economic system, you could do that, do and that. you could have a great argument, but you can't pretend to say that oh well, but but you know, uh, but look at look at the literacy rate, you know, because it's, it's always the literacy it's rate and and, and, the, and the medical, right. uh-huh. yeah, right. As I say, everybody can go to the doctor, yeah, and that's you're not gonna, about you're it. You're not going to get treated, right? But, you're going to yeah. go to the doctor, and that's about it, right? That's about it. Te dan la mano, and they say, okay, tiene algo, no te puedo tardar. See, the other day there was a lady from a, somebody, somebody that one of my assistants that. Um, she needed to go to one of these durable medical supply companies because they didn't have she has a a relative in the hospital in Cuba and they didn't have like the little catheter thing you know that they put yes, interv- yes. for the IV that they hook up the IV to mm-hmm. they the didn't little, have the plastic part yeah. they didn't have it in the hospital it's suero it's suero right it's suero but like what they actually leave on your veins yes yes that then they just put, put plug in a yeah, the little plastic right. uh-huh. they didn't have it at the hospital at the hospital they don't have it you could go there though Right, you could go to the hospital and a doctor will see you, yeah. And they can't yeah. treat, they can't remember, treat you, I but they can see my you. I remember my mom's cousin, who actually ended up dying last month, I'm sorry, last year of uh, lung cancer. She, a few years ago, around the time that she was being diagnosed with lung cancer, that she had all these x-rays done, there was a, there was, um, there was a, a moment that she couldn't get an x-ray done Porque the light bulbs or whatever type of bulbs the x-ray machine used were broken. Oh, my God. It, it's Juan Luis Guerra's Enneagra en Bicicleta. Well, my, her daughter, which is my cousin who lives here, I remember her and I were having a conversation one day. She's like, oh, you know, I went and bought x-ray machine bulbs. Like, that's, that's what, what does. you do. To send them to a polyclinic in Cuba because they didn't have the light bulbs for, like, the x-ray machine or something. I know it was a light bulbs. Right, but but they have but they have great healthcare. But, and everyone can read. They have and everybody can and read. Everybody can they read. just can't read what they want. Right, 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 right. So I mean, they might as well live in Florida. R- exactly. Oh, <laughs> 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 mi gente, ish here. Let's face it. Sometimes we need a little energy. 
energy boost to focus during the day, but I'll want to avoid those energy drinks with who knows what in them. Bueno, let's talk about the sponsor of today's podcast, NeuroGum and Mints. Developed by former athletes who don't want to take supplements or energy drinks when they're studying, training, or going out, these gum and mints were endlessly lab tested with thoughtfully curated natural ingredients to create three different products. There's Common Clarity with vitamin D3 to optimize clarity of mind, or Health and Vitality, which is infused with immune-boosting vitamins to help strengthen your body. Now, y'all know I have a full-time job, co-host, and produce this podcast, not to mention help run wing pop-ups. So I am all about the energy and focus mints right now. And let me tell you, I am definitely feeling those B vitamins pushing my mental endurance so I can focus on everything I need to get done each week. So it's better than calm, focus, energy, and vitality? Getting them at a discount? Visit trynerogum.com slash pero to get up to 20% off your purchase of NeuroGum or mints. That's right. Head to trynerogum.com slash pero and get up to 20% off your purchase today so you can have a little more focus and energy tomorrow. Anyway, so I was listening in the news this week and I'm I'm totally for this. So you want to talk about delusion. So listeners, remember a few years back <laughs> El Desastre of Fire Festival? Oh yes. That produced not one but two documentaries. I know, and and that poor man with the water. Oh, what he had to do to get what, the water. What he was prepared to do. Right. He didn't do it, but he was prepared. I still don't understand why he needed to take mouthwash to do Well, he's he's polite that way. Right. Okay. So Fire Festival, for those of you who don't remember, it was this alleged like high end celebrity, you know, big on celebrities uh Influencer. Music, influencer music yeah. festival that was going to occur in the Bahamas, in Exuma, Bahamas. And it was going to be super luxurious, high-end baby, VIP. Yeah, with the pigs. It was Yes, it was like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go there. Kendall Jenner and G, uh, Bella Hadid and all these, yes. you know, whatever people were involved in it and putting it on Instagram. And it ended up being them in a tent. In, uh, <laughs> it ended up being the subject of two documentaries. Right, right. Yeah. Um, there were... Pro- they were getting the Cuba experience, but <laughs> in the Bahamas. They didn't have water all the time. They barely had food. If things had gotten bad enough, they would have had lechon. Probably, because they did have pigs swimming there. No, but in Cuba, they were puerco. But bueno, digo. And they were on an island. Yes. They and they had just... a bad dictator called Billy McFarlane. Anyway. They should but, just relabeled but, it. So, so... Billy McFarlane, the guy who was behind that, went to jail. Oh, that's right. Right, yes. he went to jail. He served four years in federal prison. Yes, and yes, yes. For like in, investment, like securities fraud, and he lied to like the investors. Blah blah blah. So he's out of jail now, and he's saying that he's planning a fire festival too. I think it should happen. I think that he should contract us. Yeah. So we can cover it as it as it goes down in flames. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, por si acaso, una loncherita. Bueno, we're going to take Lunchables. And I'll take my Yeti. Right. But the beauty my Yeti, is that you, know, knowing, you put ice in it, and thing, a week later. Knowing so what we know, though, we would go out to other sponsors mm-hmm. and be like you said, you'd be like, hey, Yeti, we're going to go to the fire festival. You saw how the first one turned out. Yeah. So why don't you sponsor us so we can be like, well, when everything is going to shit, we I have, have hydration. Yeti. And it's cold. <laughs> right. Oscar Mayer will take Lunchables. Right. You know, we're, we're thinking ahead. You know, you know what's so crazy? 
is that I bet you that if he relaunched this, people would do it. Somebody would go. People would do it, and they would pay top money to do it because that's just the world we live in. Do you know what the funny, the, the even crazier part of it is? I think that if he was to try it now, he'd pull it off right. Because I think Jaru now will do it again, right? I think now there are sponsors who would be like, "Okay, that was a good idea. It was a shit show, but I'm going to become the savior of the fire festival." Yeah, they would put a spin on it, right? And right. I think that everybody will be down and do it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that I, I, crazy? I, I could see it happening. I agree like, with the you 100%. delusion of this guy, but you know, I, I remember not the delusion of this guy. The fact that he can find somebody who can. The, I remember that um, in the multiple documentaries about the <laughs> fire festival, everybody said he was like a narcissist. They always are. Yeah, it, it's so interesting how narcissism is such a you know, as a matter of fact, term used nowadays. And right. people are like, oh, he's a narcissist. But I remember when I studied psychology, narcissism really was a mental it's illness. It's a clinical term, yeah. I mean, the first, nar- to, to be honest, I think one of the reasons why I never, until I studied in psychology, why I never took narcissism too seriously was because of vanity smurf. I agree. <laughs> and that is very fair. <laughs> you can't take anybody seriously who holds a mirror and a flower in their hair. Oh, yeah. Vanity Smurf was ahead of the curve. Listen, Vanity Smurf probably would have run for Smurf president. Vanity Smurf now would be have millions of followers on Instagram. Okay, is this not a thing? I think we should make a Vanity <gasps> Smurf Instagram. Pago or Payo or whatever the name of the, the Smurf creator is. Why does the Vanity <laughs> Smurf? I could see Vanity Smurf would totally, totally summer in Ibiza. Except he would say Ibiza. So was Vanity Smurf gay? Or are we not going down that route? I'm going to say one phrase about that. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right, and it, it, it's a, it uses what I must, what, what is a derogatory term in Spanish, but we're going to go with it, okay? Is Vanity Smurf gay? To that I will say, Si no es pato, se conoce el lago. Okay. <laughs> there was a pond in Smurf there Village. Was. Exactly. Exactly. There was. There was. No, because, you know, we don't want to stereotype that because he was vanity Smurf. He had That's to be true. gay. Right? Well, nowadays he'd just be non-binary. No, I don't think. I know. I think vanity Smurf. <laughs> no. no. Vanity Smurf. Vanity Smurf, vanity Smurf would be. Would be he que- wasn't on the gender binary. He would be queer non-binary. <laughs> Oh my god, Vanity Smurf could have totally hosted Queer Eye for the Smurf Guy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, but that would have been a confusing show. The first one they would have had to hire was gone after his hefty smurf. You know that hefty smurf needed him. Hefty smurf could totally have done that whole daddy thing. 
No, he just didn't know how to channel it. Right, and that's yeah. what yeah. Queer Eye for the Smurf guy hosted <laughs> by Vanity Smurf. Look, if Vanity Smurf would have had to have been the whole cast, right? That's a lot of vanity. Right. Well, you know, it's the Smurfs. There yeah. weren't that many of them. No, but Omira, look. Okay, hold on. I can do this. Vanity Smurf would have been the style guy, right? Brainy would have been culture. Okay. Um, what was the other one? There was a chef, so that could have been for the food. Right. Uh, I am the the home one. Who would have been the home one? I, there was probably a gardener Smurf. <laughs> and then for no reason, just because they needed to do it, they would have put Smurf at. I was gonna say for comic relief, they would have had clumsy Smurf. <laughs> okay, but not what's not what's the one that the, the gifts would would blow up. <laughs> and a special guest is now the seven dwarves. <laughs> That's a season right there. <laughs> oh, why are we talking about That's this? A- <laughs> What? <laughs> Vanity Smurf. The Smurfs were great. They were. He was an icon before icons were things. Yeah. There should be a challenge on Drag Race. Mira, actually, I was about to say, has Miss Piggy been on been on Drag Race? Oh, you know that's a good question. Because if Miss Piggy's been on Drag Race, so can Vanity Smurf. They should both be on as coaches. <laughs> Why are we talking about? It should be called Saturday Morning Couture. <laughs> the challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Moving right along. Um, so now that we're talking about reality TV, I actually <laughs> wanted to bring something up. Okay. That, um, the other day I like, started thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having a kid, one of the things that I often scratch my head about, and you've seen you've seen this yourself. Not only you've seen it through my kid, but through even through your, through your nephews, nephews yeah. is that they're very in. It's it's been in for many years now for kids to watch on YouTube mm-hmm. other kids playing video games. Yes, right. Yes, it's no longer about playing the video game; it's about watching somebody, somebody do it. Play right. the video game, and like for example, Tristan, my kid. Um, not only does he do that. But then he watches he watches people play the game. But then he watches YouTubers talk about playing the game. So wait, so he watches people playing the game, and he watches people talking about the people watching playing the game. Yes, that's yeah. meta shit right there. Yeah, and like again, these people have millions of oh, followers. Yeah. It's and, not like and it's views. not like it's just Tristan. Millions right, right. millions. So you know, it's a very kind of like you know, I, I look at this and I'm I'm. I realize that it's not my demographic, it's not my age group, it's not my generation, Um, and but I do look at it and I'm like, but why don't you just play the game, right? Right. And it's sort of the same thing about like, for example, uh, Ryan's toy review. Yes, which Ryan I don't get unboxing videos. Ryan's toy review is the most popular one, but there are a million. There's a bunch of YouTubers that it's unboxing videos. It's like you're watching somebody open a box, right? It's like being at every birthday party ever. Right, where you're just watching the person <laughs> yeah, open their presents, way. right? Yeah. And you're seeing, and Ryan in specific, which you know, for those of you who don't know, Ryan's toy review is one of the that kid's like subs- seventeen now, right? He's a, one of the most subscribed YouTubers, and he is he's built a multi-million-dollar empire yeah, he made on toys him at, uh, opening stores, yeah. opening toy boxes, and playing with them. Mm-hmm. So they watch kids play with toys, toys that they don't have, right? right. So I really started to think about this. And I started, like, I started to think back, and okay. and I'm thinking, okay, how different mm-hmm. is this 
than when we used to well many people still do it but when we used to sit around and like watch the real world of just sitting people just watching people sit there and like go on about their day okay so it's slightly different but i will say i did see a meme once that it said you know um, why do you criticize your kids for for watching people play video games? You watch HGTV. <laughs> that is true, right? But um, you got such good ideas. I know, I know. And then you make can, an herb garden from an old bathtub, and then you can go to Dollar Tree and buy the things Gwyneth Paltrow leaves. Right. Um, but it is different though than the real world, specifically to your example, because or I mean real world, but I mean like well, certain forms of, uh, especially reality, like Big Brother. Okay, okay. Right, because there you're wa- I know Big Brother has, has a game games and a strategy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're essentially watching people with like just mics around their necks, you know, sit around and do nothing. Sit around and make right? a bowl of cereal. Right. What I'm talking about, obviously, there's talent-based um, reality shows. I'd, obviously, I don't mean those because those are about yeah, talent. Right. But these reality shows that well, is you just... you can make the argument the Housewives. Well, I mean... I'm saying no, but you could because you the Housewives... about that franchise. Well, but, same here. But, but even... But the, but the Housewives, even, I won't... I, I don't even think of the house. Oh, I don't think of the housewives, but I don't think of the housewives. <laughs> sorry, Stephanie. I don't think of the housewives because the housewives came in much later in the game. Okay. Right. Okay. When reality television was already an established format. But, you know, pretty much before Survivor, right? Reality TV show was a lot of people just sitting around. But did reality TV exist in, in the way that we think of reality TV? Because you could make the argument that real world. Again, to go back to your to your example, was a docu series, right? Because and and again, when we say real world, we are talking about maybe the first five, six seasons, give or yeah. take. Um, they you know, the shark in Las Vegas, right? It was for all intents and purposes a documentary. It was. You, you could you could make the argument that it was a documentary, right? Because it had it had a thesis statement, right, which was to put these people from very disparate backgrounds together and see what happens when their worlds collide. See, I versus specifically what you're with saying the real about world, the about specifically with the real you know, world as two people who loved that show were of that generation of that mm-hmm, show that mm-hmm. like our our youth and college years were like defined by that show. Right. I almost made it onto that show. Yeah, um, let's not get upset again. And. Um, I would say that even though that show was good up to the, I think the Las Vegas season jumped the shark because after that it became all about sex right. and who's going to well, hook up beca- with the most people. At that point, it became a quote unquote reality show. Right, right. Yeah. Prior to that, yes, it was still more like we have different types of people living together. A social experiment. In the 90s and early 2000s and the aughts, it was still a concept. But I would say that it was only really the first two seasons that was really a docuseries because the people signing up for it did not know what this was. After, even San Francisco, which was the third season, there was an expectation of what you were getting yourself into. You know what? No. I'm going to disagree with you. Because third season had Pedro, which is... Once you have somebody who's living with AIDS at that point in time, that is a social experiment. It is. It is. I'll give you season four it is, moving forward. It is. But but people already knew what they kind of were signing up for. They didn't know there was going to mm-hmm. be somebody with AIDS living in their household. Mm-hmm. Right? But they already knew that they were going to get a cast of different people. And somebody was going to be the sweet one. And somebody. And, okay. You okay. Know, okay. And all that. The format. And essentially, yes, like real world San Francisco, there was a huge, you know, it was a moment in time where you saw a a man, as he would say, I wasn't dying of AIDS, I was living with AIDS, go upon his life, 
right? Um, Pedro. <laughs> yes. Rachel would say. Um, Which I totally believe if he was still alive today, he'd be on our show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pedro would have already been on our show. He would have already been on our show. But um, like I started thinking about that. I'm like, okay, I used to sit and watch the real world for like 10 years. And it was just, you know, these people walking around doing nothing. And yes, there was the elements of like, I'm the country girl that has right. never seen a black person in, you know, my life. And here I am in New York City, Julie. You know, um, of course, there was that element. But at the end of the day, you were watching people go on their very lives. Right. Right. They were not doing, quote unquote, something. Right. It wasn't scripted. Well, it wasn't scripted. But it, we were watching people do things. Right. Right. It's not too different than what these kids do. It's just obviously a different generation, a different mm-hmm. time. You know, things have evolved in different ways, a new technology. But there's a, I think there's a much bigger... Whereas now anybody could be a YouTuber and back then, well, you know, that's, there was still I, I, eso es lo que iba. an audition process, as I know, to <laughs> reality TV shows. Eso es lo que iba. There is something different now versus then. Have which... you thought that you and I are both reality TV rejects? Well, I could have maybe not been a reject. <laughs> Me with Real I never World thought about that. So, th- so thank you for putting it into that context. Making the band. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that context of labeling us both rejects on our own show. Um, no, what I was going to say is um, the difference, I think, to a degree is, and again, obviously, as as again, to keep with the real world example, it kept going. Things changed. But there was no expectation of quote unquote fame when you did the real world. Even back then, even the later seasons, there was no concept of the reality TV machine as it exists now. Whereas, I, I don't know if you saw Pretty Baby, the Brooke Shields documentary on, on Hulu. It's to. very good. You should watch I it. Um, you know, she then has gone on, you know, she's doing the publicity circuit, and she, uh, on the Drew Barrymore Shore show, has said, you know, there are kids nowadays who say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be famous. And that's to a degree what these YouTubers are. These YouTubers that that do this, and I, and I'm not. I know I'm painting with a very wide brush, but they are doing this because I want notoriety. I want the fame. I want the sponsorship. I want the money, right? Whereas I think initially, the Logan Brothers. Well, yeah, but you know, with with and, and let's not even say real world. Let's go further back to the the PBS documentary, An American Family, right? Where this family. It was I think it was one of the first times that that uh, homosexual had been depicted on television, a real quote unquote homosexual, because they literally invited this documentary crew into their house just to film their day to day life to show what a supposedly typical listen, American family. But there was no expectation of fame, and I think that's the key difference. Listen, let's be honest: the real first reality TV show with a family were the Peñas on Que Pasa USA. Because remember that's that they, and they even wanted to give them a contract at the end. I work in the streets. I work in the streets. I mean, I, I know, I, okay, I still say that to Jose. Okay, I know we <laughs> laugh at that episode all the time. That's actually my second favorite episode of Que Pasa USA when the camera crew comes to document the Peñas, a modern Hispanic. I think that's like the second episode. Cute. No, that's not the second episode. I know the first is La Quince. No, that's not the second episode. That's like season two or three. Is it? Yeah, that's not the second episode. Um, 
But if you really come to think about it, it was a reality TV show. Yeah. Well, that's because in the 70s. Well, again, remember they were PBS, and that was around the same time as the American Family documentary. So you think that? <laughs> no, yeah, they probably they had probably that had probably aired. You know, what? I'm going to ask Luis Santero. Um, that had probably aired, and they were right. like, okay, let's let's. If it worked for that, them, like, it worked for the Pena. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, they wanted to give them a contract. I after. I totally would have. <laughs> Mr. Spencer, was Mr. Spencer, right? I don't know if that was his name in that episode, <laughs> but in one of the many in one episodes, of the many episodes, it was Mr. Spencer, and his camera woman was Patria. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> or Sister Josefa. Because everything they talk about is sex, sex, and sex. Hey, no crush velvet. <laughs> that is that episode. I, I. It's wonderful when Adela walks in with the purple goes, hair. Ay, Juanita, qué pena, no pareces hija mía. Nos vamos, un a ir, snack. vamos a traerle un snack en nuestra bandeja de plata. That's so real. That's so, so It's true. It's so us. Because my parents did have servicio de plata that they would only take out, like, you know. I'm only, I only think they've taken it out We once. recently found silver silverware uh-huh. in my grandmother's house. Of course. That we had never seen before. Of course. Ever. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, you had silverware? Yes. <laughs> My mom has pretty bathroom towels that she's never, never have seen the light of day. And I'm like, okay, but like. <laughs> so your mother's not Monica? No. 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 Right, right. Yeah. Like they have never seen the light of day. It's like, okay, but I agree <laughs> that there's certain things that, you know. As we know. As we know. I'm, I'm very about like, I have certain things that I'm like, this cannot be touched. This is only to see. Listen, I only saw the Ralph Lauren comforter. My special maybe, occasion Ralph Lauren Maybe comforter. four times a year. So for our listeners, we've said we this said story before, year, yeah. but for those of you who don't know. So I had, I still have it actually. You, I did. This, I was going to ask. This, it was like really nice. This Ralph Lauren denim comforter. It was beautiful. Yeah. In my room at my parents' house. And that comforter only came out on... That's why we call it the special occasion comforter. comforter. Like, if it was my birthday and I knew people were coming to the house, yep. if for any reason they were going to see my room, my room had to be perfect, immaculate, with my Ralph Lauren con- uh, comforter. If it was, like, Christmas that people come to the house, right. But people couldn't sit on it. Because <laughs> so, I was like, this is my Ralph Lauren comforter that was, like, hundreds of dollars. Like, no. Like, you can't sit on that. To this day, if I walk into, like, if I were to walk into your house tomorrow... And see the Ralph Lauren comforter, I'm like, I'm underdressed. Yes. That's it's like, a special occasion. That's like I have this, this I, I collect books on the Olympics. <laughs> and I have this one book from the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympics. It's called The Fire Within. It's a coffee table collectible book. There's mm-hmm. only like 200 of them. Right. And like the cover is like a certain type of like linen. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's the book is beautiful. Right. And it's a coffee table book. So I had it in the coffee table. And then I started noticing that people were touching it. I'm like, no, no, no. We Aww. don't touch the fire within. So the fire within is now. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> we don't, we touch, don't touch the, the fire, fire within. within. No, the fire within now is in my bookshelves in a very high one. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> you noticed. I've noticed. I barely reached that goddamn yes. shelf. Because yes. nobody's touching the fire within. <laughs> Are you kidding? My collectible <laughs> Olympic. That's how that's how Darian feels about the fire within. But no, no one can touch it. You know what? I've always gotten shit because I collect a lot of Olympic memorabilia. True. And I have all these. <laughs> Thank like, you, Adriano. I have all yes. I have all these like um, mascots of the Olympics, and 
the oldest mascot that I have of the Olympics is the the Dachshund from the 1972 Olympic Games in Munich. His name is Waldy, and I have the actual mascot. It's it's a plushie, and I showed you the other day. Yeah. That shit is worth a thousand dollars now. Yeah. So, I, which reminds me, I need to bring you that glass that I found in my grandmother's house. Oh yes, yes, from the Atlanta uh, Olympics. Atlanta '96 Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So wait, where did we get derailed from? Oh, a reality TV uh, show. We always get that. derailed. It's the it's, it's so, wonderful. So yeah, is. reality TV show. Uh, Ryan's toy review. Is it the same thing? Is, is that know? is that still a thing? Is Ryan's he still toy doing review? like toy reviews because that kid's got like what twenty five now. No, I think he's <laughs> gone. No, he's probably like uh, fourteen. Okay, like fourteen. Okay, so he's he's older, yeah. older, but not old. Okay, yeah, older. Okay. No, no, he's not like legal yet. Okay, <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> so, uh, have you seen the video? I actually saw it a few weeks ago. That has gone viral at this point. It has on Twitter sixty six million Coño. views. Is it sixty six or six point six? Either way, impressive. Has millions of views. Yes. Now I can't think of it's sixty six or six point six. <laughs> There's a difference there, right? There is a little bit of a difference. <laughs> right. yeah. But millions of people have seen right. this video, and I saw it. I saw it. I don't know, a few weeks ago or like a month ago, and it was somebody who, I guess, well, I did this. Took a video camera to like their last day of high school. Okay. In two thousand one. Oh wow! Right, so I mean, well, if you want to go before that, I have one from our last day of I high school. No, but I'm being impressed. Um, I'm being 2001. Impressed. So obviously, you see as you would see. Right, it's a time um, capsule. Yeah, in the monitors and the, the computers are the big bulky ones, not the flat yeah. screens. Fashion from the you know early aughts, um, things like that. And I think that the person who uploaded it on Twitter said something along the lines of like, "Oh." Um, High school in 2001 seemed pretty chill. In this week's <laughs> episode, in this week's segment of the internet and Twitter is the is, cesspool, is cesspool of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, the Gwyneth Paltrow I'd rather we this, repeat the Gwyneth Paltrow section than this one. This. Yeah. So the reason I came across this again today was because I think it was NBC.com did an article on the bullshit that people have been writing about that. Okay, how does one even begin so, to have... I did screenshots of some I had. I would, I would have it so, no other way. So, How would anybody have anything... So the, like, on, it's on literally NBC. just a... Com, it's, a t- it's a time an, capsule. Okay, it's a, it's a very innocent video yeah. of... It's a, the, like, here's it's what happened sort of the on the last day. the same exact video that I would have taken, that I took. Yeah. Right? Of in the hallway, in the classroom. This is what it looks like. Uh, this is what it hit. is. Hey, right. This is what hey, we were well, wearing. We wouldn't right. have a, had a John. We would have had a Pedro. Um, <laughs> a Juan. A, a Juan. A, a Carlos. Juan. You right. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. So... NBC actually wrote about it. It says, video of high school life in decades past stir nostalgia and debate, right? Why does it stir debate? And again, in the video, nobody is making any statement. It's just kids in high school. Walking down the hall. In 2001. And the caption on Twitter was, high school in 2001 seemed pretty chill. So these were some of the comments. Not one one BIPOC. Are you, are you insinuating that things were great when people of color were not around? Are you saying that the that the diversity and equity are failed concepts? I was like, it's just a joke. Then somebody, yeah, somebody wrote, oh god, Christ on a cracker. I here's the thing. 
Here's the thing that I want everybody to stop and just take a moment to understand oh, and realize. Somebody put then you must have been you must have been against the freedoms that LGBTQ plus LGBTQIA plus people now enjoy because 2001 anybody anybody who says this anybody I can't read my own the own thing anybody who posts this would have not wanted our freedoms back in 2001. All right, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this very clear and I'm going to say this louder for the ones in the back as the, as the kids say, right? When somebody posts something like that, and when you make a post like the ones you've read, let me re reiterate something to you. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. It is about, wow, look at the time that we lived in. Oh, how fun, how free. We were younger. We didn't have a care in the world. It is not an implicit statement about wow it was better because we didn't have to deal with blacks and gays it is not a statement about like wow the good old days were when women couldn't vote it's not and it's not an indictment of that it is literally somebody just saying like wow look at that funny monitor right because if, you, look if, at those if you're going to use that logic then you can't have any type of nostalgia right and again let me reiterate this for the fourth time it's not about you you and your insecurities have are that are not at play in this person's post. When you see somebody enjoying themselves and your gut reaction is to be like and whatever, come at me. I have opinions and I stand by it. When your gut reaction is to be like, well, but that means you're showing more about yourself than the person who posted. Well, yeah. Because you're just because all you can think about is me 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 right, especially if in a video that and there's nothing there's in the video. There's nothing in the video. One way or the other. And, right. And, and, there's no, there, he, there's again, no angle. There's no the angle in the video. The comments that the person put when they posted the video was like, 2001 high school seemed so chill. Right? Seemed. Per, actually, that's a great word that they use. Seemed so right. chill. So Does it mean somebody was? Somebody wrote here, which I thought this comment was pretty good. Being in high school is, at least partially, tough no matter where or when you grew up. Absolutely. But in hindsight, I'm grateful that I graduated before Facebook or MySpace were a thing. As people who also did? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I think that now, that's something that we've never really thought about uh, because we're not of that age group anymore. How different the high school experience is now with social media. If it if you didn't post it, did it happen? Right, but also in social media, you get to show what you're doing and who you were doing it with. And you, if you think the clicks in school are bad, right? In social media, because now in social media, you could put things like, "Oh, look at my wonderful party with all my wonderful friends that you weren't invited to." Tag, 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 right, tag, right. tag, right? And you're not tagged, right? Right, or you were cut out of a picture. So it like it opens up a whole like set of circumstances that we you know that is foreign to us because we lived we went through high school yeah. that predated um social media but again it, it was one of these things that like I, I i say i i know we say this all the time on the show but it's just just when i think i've seen the worst like <laughs> hold my beer yes right because also are you saying that no, I'm not saying anything. I'm just posting a video of right. my 2001. No, somebody was Again, saying, you're bringing your bullshit to the table. Yeah, it, it's just like, wow, wow. Like, how did we... That's like a pretty big, you know, like... That's a leap. No, that is like a quantum leap, right? 
that I mean, uh, it's, it's it's not like the kid was taking a video of a graduating class in the deep south that you know dressed up as Klansman. Right, Klansman. he was like, you know, think there's oh, no black people here, right? right there were right. Confederate flags flying right. around, right? In the video, it was predominantly white people, but it's like, okay, I don't know, maybe this was in Idaho. Like, I don't know where this is at. Also, you know what? I'm gonna flip it. How presumptive are you? Because you know what? You're white passing, but you're Latino. You don't know what everybody in that video was or wasn't. Yeah. You don't know if there was LGBT people in that video. Right. You don't. Right. Again, you're bringing your bullshit to the forefront of this. There could have been somebody who was like totally gay and everybody knew it and just, you know, doesn't scream flaming homosexual. Or or or, or they weren't holding their boyfriend or girlfriend's hand at that moment. Right. Right. Yeah, it was like a little video of people walking right. in the hallway. Right. Again, so it's like you're, you're, yeah, you're making you're making these very big leaps. You're you're creating an entire narrative based right. on three seconds. Yeah, it's terrible. And as I always say, the problem is that when you make statements like that, I know people do it. That's a way of trolling. But when you make statements like that, you get the eye roll and the frustration of a lot of people, and then it takes away mm-hmm. the merit of people when you do need to make those statements. Yeah, you're crying wolf. When you really do need to make those statements and stand up for, for yourself, stand up for other people, you know, it's harder to be taken seriously because of the constant Bullshit. commentary on Twitter of th- of taking leaps about of taking leaps and making statements and assumptions about things that aren't what they are. Right. So, yeah. And, and that was today's segment on <sighs> why Twitter's a cesspool. <laughs> yes. I'm <laughs> now I'm upset. Right. Uh, you know what's going to make me less upset? What? A soda. Yes, our last soda. Yes, our last soda. So do you, do you want to go, go first? Because mine is going to be a little long. Okay, so mine actually is going to be pretty short. Um, so my last soda this week is actually going to be, again, one of my like weirdly like overreaching sodas, but go with it. <coughs> um, my, lo- my, my local soda. My last soda this week is going to local theater. Oh, yes. um, you know, so last week... We we were able to be we were invited to a local production of Little Shop of Horrors, which is my favorite one of my favorite musicals. Haven't ever seen it live on stage. I got to see it this week. We're gonna go see a local production of a play by by guests of the show, Robbie Ramos, uh, "The Walls Have Ears." Um, we just recently also had the chance to sit down with Lucy Lopez and Vanessa Garcia for their upcoming play, um, "Hashtag Graced." And so all of these, you know, as we as I think I've made clear. In this show, I love a Broadway spectacle. I love a Broadway show. I love a big, you know, a big lights and numbers and all all of that, right? But so important also is local theater and local productions. And it's just something that we need to always continue to support because these are the voices that are really going to, as is the case specifically with Walls Have Ears and, and Hashtag Graced, are speaking about us, our community, our people. And and villain theater as well. Thank you. Yes, I had totally forgotten. That was only a week ago, and I feel like it was three months ago. Because we had a lot of fun with them. I know we had so much fun. It's an upcoming interview with uh, you know two of the founders of Villain Theater, and again, these are the spaces where you can go and and just enjoy that that unique voice, you know. And it's so important that they communicate those experiences, and that we all get to go there. And have these experiences that we may not get on, you know, on Broadway or the big spectacle or the touring production and all of that. And those are all great too. But there also has to be a space for these stories to be told. And many times they are in local productions. And so that's that's my last soda is, you know, that's local theater. One. That's a good one. And, you know, for somebody who isn't a 
theater head or is that a thing? It is now. We're going to make it a thing. Um, you know, the times I've been to the villain theater and I've been to like these small productions, they've been very enjoyable. And I mean, also, you enjoyed seeing me in a, in a storage container do plays. That is true. Yes. And, you know, I find that every time I'm exposed to theater, I learn more. I told you that I thought Little Shop of Horrors was just a cartoon I grew up on in the 90s, you it know? Is, it is not. And the stage production has a different ending I than know, the movie. But then you told me the whole thing with the, I knew the plant. In the cartoon, I don't remember the plant being this vicious murderer well it was saturday morning yeah I, it was a funny <laughs> plan yeah. but now you know i find out that the plant kills people and oh yes it is an alien and yep. and it's a whole new. thing yeah, whole yeah. New. yeah. so you learn things see you look at you being educated by little shop so anyway well i'm actually going to give my last soda and i can't believe i'm going to give it to this and i can't believe um i'm even going to talk about this but it's something actually that you turned me on to all this week, I've been listening, and this is my last soda, to Lance Bass's Frosted Tips podcast. Isn't it great? I fell down that rabbit hole like and, and, Alice. No, and <laughs> you felt great because I started when it started. So you've got okay. a, a nice well. And it's funny because that's... It's as, your as a, But as a podcaster, I don't listen to that many podcasts. Right. Right? And I can't say that Lance Bass is one... <laughs> I don't mean this as a diss, but it's not like somebody I'm like, oh my god, I feel like he's so interesting. Like, right? You don't I, pop into your head. I, I right, want to know. Right, more. I, I want right. to hear Lance all day and all t- you know all the time. And it's not a diss against him. I, I like Lance. Bass. He's not one of the first people. You right? know, he went to space. He was going to go to space. That's true. Hello. Um, but you had mentioned it to me, and I think somebody else mentioned it to me, and I don't know because of the AI, the something on my phone, it kept popping up. Like, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to listen to it. So I I listened to it all this week. This is really odd who I first listened to. Gary Barlow. Nope. Okay. That would have been my first guess. The first person I listened to, you're not going to – I don't think you're going to guess. It's really Hmm. off the wall. Uh, The one from New Edition. Nope. No, because if they would have interviewed any of like Ralph Tressman or something, they interviewed – he didn't interview Johnny Gill. It was Johnny Gill. That's right. Yeah. Johnny Gill is – Do I get one more guess? You do. It's not the kid from Glee. No. Okay. I have no clue. Trevor Pennick from O-Town. Really? Yeah. Why? I always liked Trevor. I couldn't tell you which one Trevor is. The black one. Okay. Or the the darker one. Okay. Because I think he's mixed. But whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I really, I always liked Trevor. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to Trevor's episode. <laughs> That's great. So, but then after I was done with that, the of everybody else, the one who I really wanted, the reason I know why I listen to Trevor because I like the concept of O Town, how they got created, and back to reality TV show, and me, and you. I did watch Making the Band when he was on it, so, so that's probably why. But the one that I, the first real one that I listened to because I I do like him was AJ. From the Backstreet Boys. The two-parter? The two-parter. Yeah. It was yeah. great. AJ, I've always said this, and I mean, I can say that I'm a boy band um, este, este, aficionado. Right? But I always thought that from that um, a, that time of boy bands, I thought by far, and I'm sorry whoever gets mad at what I'm going to say, especially to the Justin Timberlake fans, I thought AJ was the most talented one. 
There was something authentic about him. Yeah, he could mm-hmm. sing, he could dance, he had a lot, a lot of charisma. Yeah. Not that Justin couldn't, um, or just, the other ones couldn't. But I thought way. AJ was like had an edge to him. Yes, right. Um, Realistically. Yes, yeah. yes. So I I really enjoyed his two part interview book. He talks a lot. Yeah, straight up. And you know who I thought was really frustrating to hear who? was JC. Really? Yeah, because JC JC listening. So for those of you who haven't listened to it, it's it's Lance from the from In Sync, um, and his husband, and which I didn't know that was his husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, after a while. Over the references, I'm like, are oh, they together? Oh, right, because you didn't start at the first episode. No. Right. I'm right. like, are they together? And honestly, I already start off at the 10-minute mark. So you don't hear they're talking about the no, kids? No, no, no. I fast forward all right. that bullshit. Okay. It's like, I don't care what you're talking about. I just want to listen to the interview. Um, but JC's interview gave me... It would give me anxiety because like they would talk about things and then he just... Oh man, because yeah, you don't want to be that guy because you know that guy, that guy, da, da. and then it's like, oh my god, can you just keep talking about what you were talking about? And it wasn't that they, you didn't notice that in his interview. I didn't. It wasn't even that they would go off in tangents mm-hmm. to talk about something else. It'd be like, oh yeah, Lance, because you know I remember, you know, when you were the crazy guy, and you know that crazy Lance, <laughs> Lance is so crazy that, and it's like, oh my god, can you stop, like. So, and then, of course, I listened to Debbie Gibson. Oh, yeah. Hers was good. Yeah. She yeah. was extra frosted, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't know she was on The Masked Singer. I have not watched this season, but I, I knew because I watch, I always check EW after the episode to see yeah. who was unmasked. So, I'm giving you my last soda because it's just fun. It's yeah. fluffy. If even... Did you listen to the LFO? No. Episode? No. Oh, that poor guy. No. I, I do want to. But, um... Even if uh, you, that wasn't the type of music you were in, um, you know, you're not a boy band person. It's good because it's very nostalgic. Yeah. You know, it's nostalgic and it's good. Okay. We're not bragging. A, no. And, and it's and, also. And so, so if you, especially yeah. if you're like of our age group, like late 30s, 40s, you're going to love it because it really takes you back to that TRL time. I also like that because it's Lance hosting it. It's someone who was there and understands it so there it removes a certain level of fandom right because like when you and i interview famous people you know we're fans of a lot of these people I mean, you had to continue the gina i mean interview. if not for you we'd still be talking to her about suits yeah um you know, i'll so, be like okay suits episode, episode. one <laughs> okay i have questions and footnotes you know it's very different when you're speaking to someone as a fan as much as i think we try to you know keep right. it professional Versus someone who is speaking from like, you know, I was there and I know what you went through. So right. we're having a conversation as equals, not, you know, there's not that imbalance of, right. of the interview interviewee. So, and I will say this, uh, you know, now that we're ending. From all the episodes I've listened to, I've gathered a common theme. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying mm-hmm. that he needs somebody to make the sync reunion happen. I think because we know who it is. I think we should do it. I think we know. No, no, no. But he keeps saying that it's not that it's that Justin doesn't want to do it. That he says he says this in every episode. Yeah, Lance. He's like, well, you know, there's not a leader like you know in in the old town. Um, oh. one, of the, one of the other guys was the leader in Backstreet Boys. It was this person who right. was like, we're getting together. Right. You know, with new kids, it was Donnie. Right. Yeah. Right. With new kids, it was Donnie. You know, like that leader. He keeps saying it. We don't have a leader that's gonna. So let's just together. do it. Yeah. No. Wh- I was thinking that, but I was thinking, we should do it. 
Wait, you and I? Yeah, why not? Jimmy Fallon got Saved by the Bell together. We have a platform. I think we might be able to get Que Pasa USA together. <laughs> but I don't know about NSYNC. Can you imagine if we got NSYNC together? <laughs> I don't even know how I would start. <laughs> like, where would we start with that? Listen, weirder things have happened. No, fair enough. I just We've genuinely... had people on the show that we never thought would no, have no, be on our show. No, no, you're not wrong. I just have no you have clue. P- you have PR talent. Uh, apparently. You do. Apparently. I think weirder things have happened. Okay, well, you know, we're going to put that on the wish list for 2024. <laughs> I feel it's going to take a year yeah. to, to make yeah. it work. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. yeah, Justin, you peaked already, and that's not a bad thing. Right. You, you already did what you had to do, prove what you had to do. And, and he's then, proven it. And then there's the four of them. And then, you know, Joey is doing voiceover for game shows. I think yeah. he's, let's make a deal. Yeah. Lance is hosting the yeah. podcast we love. Yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick is living in Nashville, and he's neighbors with Melissa Joan Hart. Why do you know this? <laughs> because she was on The Masked Singer this season. She just got unmasked and she talked about how she talked to him um, about being on The Masked Singer because he was in a past season and their neighbors now in Nashville. Okay. I literally read this yesterday. I think the song of NSYNC I've listened to the most is Just Got Paid. Do you remember when I got it on that song? Like It was it was like on loop. Okay, that album is so good. But Just Got Paid was really good. It is. That's a good song. Say hope. Yeah, Say, ho, ho, it made ho. you feel powerful on a Friday at 5 p.m. Yes, especially in our 20s when we got paid weekly. Like, <laughs> I'm going to the mall now. Yes. <laughs> We're going to go to Doral Ale House, damn it. <laughs> and I'm going to wear my new Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. Damn right. And rock it. Yes. <laughs> Pop that collar, bitches. Yeah, I'm telling you, they, especially, not so much Backstreet Boys, because Backstreet Boys have continued to tour, so yep. they're, and they had a, a Vegas residency, so. They've never really gone I, away. I'm, I'm not going to do like a Backstreet Boys versus sync thing, but the anticipation is less because they're still there. But being that sync hasn't done anything in tw- over twenty years, those those guys say we're doing a stadium tour sold out before they so- finish the sentence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. Carson Daly somehow comes <gasps> out. He can host it. Anyway, bueno. <laughs> we'll let you guys know about the insync reunion. Yes, we'll keep you so, updated. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your cafe. I'm so hungry that that would be so good right now. Your pastelito, <laughs> your ca- <laughs> your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, see you next weekend. For those of you in South yeah. Florida, stay dry. Yes. And don't forget, we have two pop-ups this weekend. Yes. Yes. So Saturday and Sunday. You can catch us twice. Check Bean Bump Oil MIA on Instagram. All right. We have right. some Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 